Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm your host, Technicia, and this is the show, The Bright Side with Technicia. Of course, if you have been with me for the past few years, you know that I have guests on who have stories out this world, but they also come with stories that can help you in your path, things that you probably didn't know of, you were curious about, you're afraid to come forward on it. This show is here to do that for you. That's why I just get so many different guests. I didn't want to just stick to one topic, political science or do politics all day. You hear enough of that. You see it on the news enough. But here on my show, I'm here rocking it where I can give you a real guest at any time of the day, any week, and they are real in actuality. Everyone, doing. I hope that your week is starting all right. We're almost done with this week. Happy Thursday. July the 12th, 2018, it's hot in Atlanta today. I think we're looking at 90 degrees so far, so I am chilling with my fan. Hope you're doing the same. Almost time for school to start retracking back up. We'll be looking at that next month. Ah, you got school clothes? I know I haven't got mine. But anyhow, I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. I really do. And we're going to finish this week off strong. And Monday is a fresh new start. And whatever you did not complete, make sure that you do it on fresh on Monday. Get it done. Because if you start wrong, then your whole week just goes all outside. All about energy. And that's what we'll be talking about today, energy. We're going to hit with short commercial break, play you some tunes, and we'll be right back after this. Because you definitely see your girl, Technisha, on Blog Talk Radio, the bright side with Technisha. And do not forget, you can always call in if you have any questions, 347-426-3751. That's right. You can always call in, ask your questions. Nothing too stupid to ask here. In the place with style and grace Allow me to lace these lyrical douches In your bushes uh. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies The, the back, back of the, the club, club. Sipping my wet is where you find me what? The back of the club Macking holes, my crew's behind me uh. Mad question asking uh. Passing, music lasting But I just can't yeah. quit Because one of these honeys Biggie got to creep That's with right. Sleep with, keep the epic secret Why not? Uh. Why blow up my spot? Cause we both got hot Now check it I got more Max than Craig And in the bed uh. Believe me sweetie I got enough to feed the needs No need to be greedy I got mad friends with Benz to see notes by the layers True to life players Jump in the Rover and come over Tell your friends jump in the GS3 I got the chronic by the tree Throw your hands in the air If you's a true player To the honeys getting money Playing fellas like dummies you gotta come up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place Why? Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby uh, Baby uh, Straight up honey, really I'm asking Most of these fellas think they be macking But they be acting Who they attracting with that line? What's your name? What's your sign? Soon as he buy that wine, I just creep up from behind And ask you what your interests are Who you be with? Things 
to make you smile What numbers to dial You gon' be here for a while I'm gon' call my crew You gon' call your crew We can rendezvous at the bar around two Plans to leave Throw the keys a little seed Pull the truck up front And roll up the next one So we can see on the way to the telly Go fill my belly A T-bone steak Cheese, eggs, and Welch's great Conversate for a few Cause in a few We gon' do what we came to do Ain't that right, boo? Forget the telly, we just go to the crib and watch a movie in the jacuzzi, smoke L's while you do me. Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. So the honey's getting money, for your fellas like dummies. Uh. You gotta come up in your waist, please don't shoot up the play. Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby. Baby, how you living, Biggie Small? Imagining Benz is giving ends to my friends, and it feels stupendous. Tremendous cream, get a dollar and a dream. Still tote get strapped with infrared beams. Chopping O's, smoking line optimals. Money up the clothes, all a brother knows. A foolish pleasure, whatever. I had to find the buried treasure, so grams I had to measure. However, living better now, coochie sweater now. Drop top BMs, I'm the man, girlfriend. Honey, check it. Tell your friends to get with my friends. We could be friends. <laughs> Shit, we could do this every weekend. That's right. Alright? Is that alright with you? Yeah. Keep banging. I love it when you call me Big Pop. Throw your hands in the air if you're the true Today is pretty good. Um, we had a pretty rainy winter, but we can't complain because the temperature is so nice. But today it is nice. And, and yours? How's the right. East Coast? Is it humid? Oh, yes. Um, the weather is wonderful here in Atlanta, and I'm loving every bit of We have had our weeks of rain, which comes the heat down. But I'm enjoying it. I'm, I said I'm sending cool air right now because I know it's, it's hot out there, and I – there are no one to go out. You don't have to. Um, again, John, thank you for being here. John, you you have yourself, um, you have been a former editorial director of a company. What led, 
what actually led you to want to start writing and led you into writing this type of book? Well, yeah, I uh, I was the editorial director of uh, Baron Company and uh, Interocean Publishing uh, out here in Hawaii, Maui, Hawaii. Uh, but my writing goes back to uh, goes back a long ways before that. I, in fact, I came into editorial because I was a writer to begin with, uh, and I have always been interested in things metaphysical and spiritual. Uh, and uh, I mean, I have uh, I think I have some uh, preachers in my uh, East, some Christian preachers in my heritage as well. But uh, I am definitely more of a okay. New Age type, and and. What brought me to write this book was that I had discovered a technique called recapitulation while reading Castaneda back in the 1980s and have applied it for 30 years. That is incredible for breaking energy cords that bind us to our negative experiences in life. Okay. And and we live we live in the dark times and everything, and this book to me feels like it's hope for all of us. Energy is something that we talk a lot about. Some of us joke about it. We quite don't know what it is exactly, but how strong is energetic healing? Uh, well, the again, it goes back to every time, you know, this is this is uh, not energetic healing uh, is is the first third of the book is based on recapitulation, with, which was first brought to our attention by Carlos Castaneda, but it's a technique that has been used and Buddhism and Hinduism, uh, some variety for a long time, for thousands of years. But what it is basically is that every time we have an energetic exchange with somebody, physical, emotional, we yell at somebody, they yell at us, we create these cords of energy Uh between us, and these cords of energy get lodged into our energetic bodies and stay there until we remove them, energetically remove them. So... You know, you, you have an argument with somebody, and it's very unpleasant, and you go along, and you don't see them again, but those cords of energy are still implanted in your energetic field, and uh, they are drawing energy from you, especially women and their exchanges with men. Uh, they have, they create these great, especially sexual exchanges. They have these huge cords, and this energy gets fed back and forth until you consciously recapitulate it. Now, one of these things that... Uh, I, br- I bring up in this book and I deal with is uh, and, and has put off a few people who have read the book uh, and have more of a spiritual orientation is dealing with act- dealing with dark matters like criminals who've, who've abused people, uh, who've murdered people. You know, there is hope for everybody. Uh, if, you, if you're willing to go back in, recreate the experience, and dislodge these cords that continue to bring and attract violence into your life and your response to it. Right, and you did mention that in your book. That was in Chapter chapter 5. It was mostly talking about the energetic peepholes and talking about the cords or the filaments. Yes, yeah, uh, I, I have a whole I have a whole chapter called Dark Matters, and uh, uh, it you know some of my some of my reviewers have uh, taken note have taken offense of that, but uh, I'm here to help everybody. I think this technique um, can help everybody, no matter what their offense. Uh, but mainly, it's 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 for the rest of us because. Every day we have these, these exchanges with people, whether it's uh, uh, with our mates or our children or uh, the computer guy on the phone in China or in India who we have a problem with, our computer. We have these constantly. And if people realize that with each one of these exchanges, we are losing a little bit of our energy. And this technique is so easy to use, breathing technique, where you breathe, you recreate the experience, and you breathe the energy out of your, you bring the cords out of your energetic body and reclaim that energy. Now, to give you an example, I had a friend in New York City, uh, I won't mention her name, of course, uh, who was having a volatile relationship with somebody, and she she had been a meditator and a yogi, so she understood what I, so I told her she should recapitulate the relationship. I explained to her how to do that, what the basis of it was, so she calls me three or four weeks later, 
And she says, I did what you said. I went back and recapitulated every negative experience I had with this guy, broke off my relationship with him. Then I ran into him in the park, and we had this cordial exchange. It was as if we never had that relationship at all. And this is what this does. It reclaims, it releases the negative energy in a relationship and allows you to to have more positive experiences with them because you're no longer locked into negative patterns that you both created with each other. Right. But in general, I mean, we all have dealt, I think everyone can probably say whatever culture you are, religion, that we all have dealt with some kind of dark force, dark matter, as you call it, um, dark energy, um, referring to it as the devil, demons, ghosts, or evil itself. Um, invisible beings or beings are in our lives. Um, but, but there are, John, to me, there are some many levels of these beings or forces from weak to powerful. Yes, there are definitely dark, there are definitely dark forces in the world. Uh, definitely. And um, I was raised Catholic, so, you know, I had a Christian background, mm-hmm. and I understand, and I definitely believe that there demonic entities out there. I definitely believe that there's dark matter out there. In fact, I've been attacked myself uh, occasionally trying to bring a little light into the world. But uh, one of the things uh, I deal with protective techniques in my book as well, besides recapitulation, I show how people can protect themselves. Uh, There is a uh, particular uh, exercise where you breathe in energy and you create a cord of light from, you know, you go from you create a cord of light all the way through your in-breath and your out-breath, and you surround your body with this cord of light that will, uh, will, pre- will is really good, pre- is very good in, uh, in preventing uh, psychic attacks or negative attacks by, by these kinds of entities. So, you okay. know, so the book is, oh, is multi- the book is not just about recapitulation. That's the first third of the book. What I say in the book is that the first, first we have to clear our negative emotional experiences before we can raise our energy and our consciousness. Uh, and that's the whole, in the second two thirds of the book, I mean, the two th- back, back two thirds of the book is about raising our energy and our consciousness and, uh, and being more uh, compassionate, loving and uh, spiritual human beings. Right. Now, are there any tools, because I know that you, you deal with healing and, and divination, are there any favorite tools um, that you use of them? Well, yeah, well, there, you know, again, what this, what this book is, um, and, and some people said have, have, taken note, have taken exception to the fact that I use a lot of personal experiences and talk about it because uh, I, I come at this like a sponsor, I'm coming at this like a 12-step sponsor with some of the things that have I've confronted in my life and have been able to overcome due to some of the practices. And one of the most effective practices is a technique called focusing by Eugene Genlin, who was a talk psychiatrist back in Chicago in the 1960s. And he, what he discovered is that only about 1% of his patients were experiencing true uh, personality change because of their therapy. And what he discovered is what they were all doing the same thing. When the, when the emotional experiences, especially from childhood, came up, they didn't, they felt their way through it. They, they stopped thinking about it or making it a mental experience, and they felt their way through it. And by feeling their way through it, the energy, they, the energy got integrated into their consciousness. And this is another way we can deal with some of the trauma in our lives. Is, is is feeling our way through it. Uh, what happens with depression, what happens with addiction, is that we block the negative, we block the feelings, the negative feelings based on some of our past trauma that come up, and we go to it, we go to cigarettes, we go to drugs, we go to alcohol, we go to sex, we go to a lot of things to block that. When if we just learn how to sit there with the energy, feel our way through it. It will integrate itself, and we can reclaim that energy. And when we reclaim that energy, we reinforce our energy body, and we become a more whole human being. Hmm. Whoa. <laughs> I never had thought about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's yeah. It's I mean, wow. what cigarettes, alcohol, and drugs do is they create an acidic body chemistry, and that represses emotions. That represses feelings, and and this is what happens when people stop smoking. They stop. Ta- they stop taking alcohol. All this stuff comes up because they repressed it using uh, an acidic, using acidic-based products to repress their emotions. And when they, I learned that when I quit smoking. You know, I was a, I was a compulsive smoker, and I had learned that. And what I what I discovered is that even after I used some techniques, uh, didn't work. I started taking crystal vitamin C, which alkalined my body. And it was that alkalinity that helped me deal with the withdrawal symptoms and, and, and gave me an insight into what this whole process is. So, I mean, you go to 12-step programs and people have stopped drinking, but it's smoke-filled because they're smoking. They're doing the same thing. So unless you go back and deal with the, ener- with the cords of energy and the trauma that you're still attached to, you'll just switch your focus to something else and do the same thing. I will have to. I will definitely have to agree with you on that. Now, now, since we're on the focus of energy healing, um, what what sort of types of energy healing methods do you recommend that are most popular forms of energy? Well, again, uh, again, you know, there are people, there are practitioners out there. Uh, I was fortunate enough to. Um, to um, have a spiritual practitioner who worked with me on clearing uh, my chakras, you know, the energy centers in the body. Uh, and mm-hmm. there, um, there are lots of hands-on. Hands-on healing is another way of dislodging these cords in your body. Reiki, people, uh, spiritual healers who come in and they use their energy, they, that's, another, a way of, that's another way of dislodging these cords of energy and dislodging this because they deal with the energetic body because we have all these energetic bodies around us. And what happens first happens in our energetic body. And if we don't deal with it, an energetic body, if we don't deal with the trauma, we don't deal with the abuse, we don't deal with the uh, settledness or the pain in our energetic body, then it comes down and becomes a physical ailment. Then you, that's when you get your heart attacks. That's when you get your, uh, diabetes. That's when you get because if you ha- so the whole idea with energy medicine is to deal with these things while it's still an energetic matter and doesn't become physical. Because once it becomes physical, uh, uh, it's it's a lot harder to dislodge because uh, the physical body and the is is much more dense than the etheric or the uh, spiritual bodies. I hope that answered your question, there. Okay. It did, because I get so interested in that when we're talking about energy, because I have heard of um, crystal energy healing, and, and what's the other one, Reiki, if I'm saying that correctly, um, yeah, healing, Reke, yeah. all those different types. Yeah. Um, now, with your advice, what type of energy healing should one maybe choose? Should, should they do maybe all three, or just choose which one you connect with the most? Well, again, and this was brought out in and in, 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 this was brought out in a review uh by a um, magazine that uh retails spiritual books. And what they said they liked about the book was that there are a lot of people that tell you how to heal heal your wounds. But what I'm telling you how you do it yourself. You know, what I'm saying is that this is a process that you need to do yourself. Uh you can you know, sometimes uh, people have extremely difficult and uh, psychological situations and problems. They have to go to professional help. But basically, I think we can do this ourselves. Uh, I had done it myself for the last 30, 30 or 40 years, and, uh, and it has been successful for me, and this is what I'm trying to share with others. And if you're asking me, again, what is the technique based on this concept of doing it yourself, then I would say recapitulation. Now, in the book, uh, I explained it step by step. I devote six chapters to explaining how to do it. It's very easy to do, uh, but it takes a lot of dedication. Uh, and I think this particular practice uh, can help people on 12-step programs. Uh, I can, can help people with criminal records, uh, people with those kinds of tendencies. Uh, and I think 
I, I think this is this is why I, I emphasize this particular technique because it is so very thorough and very and I, I use it on a daily basis. I mean, if I have an, a negative exchange with somebody at a counter, at a clerk, at a store, I come home and I recapitulate it. And, you know, I've even discovered uh, that at night sometimes I couldn't sleep as well because something was bothering me. And what I would discover is that I had gone to see a action adventure movie with a lot of toxic violence, and it created a disturbance in my energy field. So I recapitulated I recapitulated the film, watching the film, and, and it dissipated. I just did that like yesterday on something that happened. Uh, I, had a, a, uh, I had a tizzy fit over some computer stuff that went awry, and I realized, so I just, I, it was bothering me all day, so I just sat down. I recapitulated the experience. It was gone out of my energy, and in fact, the person connected with that particular experience emailed me later, and we were back on good footing. So it's just such a remarkable uh, technique, and I'm trying to share this with people because I think uh, there's so much suffering and pain in the world, and uh, there's so many things that lead you astray that this is one solid thing that you can use and do for yourself if you're willing to do it, if you're willing to do the work. You know, it, it, takes, it takes work. It takes effort. It sure, it sure does. You got that right, John. Because this energy helps me. It could be so powerful. <laughs> you got some experience with this? You, can you got some soul. experience with this? <laughs> right. You know what? Said, Not actually, but I want to I wanna start trying it because I, I see so many people on Facebook doing it with the chakras and the wonderful experiences that they have with it. I said I want I want to start doing it because meditation, which you mentioned in your book, it takes a lot to just meditate. It's not just sitting in Indian style and just breathe in and now meditation is a deep powerful thing and and I want to I want to experience that part of my wellness routine one day I do I think it's a great way to make you yeah well you know strong yeah there's another thing called active meditation and this is called mindfulness okay. this is you know a lot of people a lot of people have trouble like sitting down for half an hour and and doing the meditation process to begin with so to begin with right. you can you can do active meditation, which is walking around, doing the things you're, you're doing in your life, and just stopping and watching yourself, what, what's going on in your mind. In fact, I had a friend, uh, uh, actually a friend and a client, I helped edit one of her books, uh, who got a, who got a um, runner's watch and set it to go off every 10 minutes. So every 10 minutes, the watch would, would, would do an alarm, and she would stop, and see what's happening in her mind, what she was doing, so she could... Meditate just for a second, you know, and it, it, be, it was very effective for her. Um, unfortunately, I tried it and I couldn't hear. I'm, I'm a little old and deaf. And I couldn't hear the, the the alarm going off, so it annoyed everybody around me. So I stopped doing it. <laughs> no, active meditation is is yeah. Active meditation is definitely a process that, you know, people who surf, people who go fishing. When you're going fishing, if you're if you're fishing, that's a very meditative process. You know, it's an extremely meditative process. Uh, people who use one focused people, artists in particular, who are able to focus on one thing at a time and create something, that's a form of meditation. You know, it's not just sitting down. There are, act, there are different ways we can employ this. In fact, what I do is I have a little sticky on my, uh, on my computer, so about every 30 minutes I try to stop just, just for 5 seconds or 10 seconds and just stop the momentum of what my mind's doing since I'm in front of a computer all day and working on a computer and just try to stop that momentum and just be in the presence of pure consciousness for a second. Well, um, John, what I want to do is, because I'm getting intrigued with this information, I want to come back because it was part of your chapter on where you were talking about book. And I think the the listeners, guests, and all need to hear about the many hooks and understand what exactly it is because we go through that every single day. And if you are on a computer, you're definitely going through it right now. Um, so I'm going to take a short commercial break. I'm going to come back with John. So please do not touch that dial. If you feel that you want to call in, do so. There are no dumb questions here on this show. We are willing to answer anything that you need to be answered. But we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. 
Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with the text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right, that's right. Make sure you put those phones up, no texting while driving. The law has enforced it now. Catch anybody? You might be lucky to get a citation. This time will not be so easy, so please, conversation can wait. If it can't wait, just go and park. Park and then text. But other than that, while you're on the road, keep those eyes focused. But we're back with John, and this conversation is again so intriguing and interesting because I love the topic on energy. I certainly do because it keeps our eyes open because we, we're around it all day, energy. We're around energy all day, Um and energy affects us in so many ways. It does. And we we don't know that it affects us, but it does because we deal with it. We deal with it from other people. And I say it all the time. I try to stay away from negative people because their energy will bounce off on you. And as John was saying, there's so many different types of energy and the energy that you can possibly use to help you through your day life. And we finished off before we went to a commercial break about active meditation where you do not have to um, sit Indian style. <laughs> and be uncomfortable, but you can actually be active and do it. But my main focus was on many hooks because that's what he's talking about in his book, and we all go through it. If you're on a computer, if you're watching ads, as you drive down that highway and looking at those billboards, we're all plugged in somewhere, somehow, even on our phone. Many hooks, even our kids. And, John, let's talk a little bit about many hooks. What is that little mini hook for us, and what are some ways to win away from the mini hook? Okay, well, one, uh, I first bring up the concept of mini hooks. Uh, when I'm talking, uh, uh, in the section I'm talking about sexual addictions, and I'm just saying that uh, if that's your problem and you're Googling on the computer all day, there's, you, know, you, you go onto Google News and you go onto any of these sites, and you're just trying to read the news, but you're getting hit with all this uh, imagery, you're getting hit with all with people trying to sell you this, people trying to sell you that. Trying to, it's and these these little mini hooks you think they're innocuous, but they do latch onto your physical body. That's why people keep doing it because they're effective. And and one of the ways of uh, one of the ways of of avoiding that or or, or dealing with this is that okay. You, 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 if they're there, you see them, but recapitulate the experience after you, after you come out. I mean, let's say at the end of the day, you've been working on a computer all day and you've gotten hit with all this advertising. Even that night, you're watching TV, you're getting hit with all this advertising, you're getting hit. These are energetic. Advertising is a form of energetic cords. And I've, I've seen this, I've felt this, I'm more sensitive to it. So you're watching a program and this advertisement. It's hooking into your energetic body by the announcers and the people and the energy that they're focusing on a particular thing. So recapitulation, 
recapitulating or going back through your day at the end of the day and, and just breathing back and forth, this, ener- this easy energy, this easy breathing exercise I show that releases these cores of your energetic body. You sweep your energy body with, these, with this breathing technique, and you can release those cords. You know, it, it, because it's pervasive. I mean, even drive, as you said, driving down the road, you, you drive down uh, a road these days, and there's so much pulling at you. There's so much coming at you. The billboards, the bus you're sitting next to, uh, it, it, it constantly is hitting you with, uh, with inducements. And it's a form of, it's a form of um, hypnosis. It's called perceptual hypnosis. Uh, it's a form of hypnosis. Uh, and and you have to be really careful about this. Uh, and so this again, besides your exchanges with other people, the exchanges you have with the media can be just as toxic and just as long-lasting, unless you consciously uh, release the energy that's being fed into you. And that that's true. What you watch on TV has a lot of effect on us, and we don't be thinking about it. Sometimes I watch shows, and I'm like, oh, it's okay, but it can possibly go negative or positively, according on what you're actually watching. Um, sometimes that's why I don't even watch the news, because it plays a fear a fear on us all the time when you watch the news. There's always somebody getting shot. I'm saying something is happening that's depressing, and that takes a toll on you, because nine times out of ten when you're depressed, what you do, you go complain to everybody. Now everybody got to hear about your issues. There go the energy spreading right there. All the negative energy going on out. <laughs> it's going on out. Well, like, you know, oh, you know, scientists have done research on when people are watching uh-huh. TV, they they go into a very receptive point of consciousness. Uh, the TV, the the energy right. from the TV gets them into a very receptive point of consciousness. It's almost like an alpha state. It's relaxing. That's why people watch TV. But while they're in that state, what they're unaware of is that all these suggestions, all of this energy focused from the advertisers or to the violence of the films that you're, you're dealing with uh, gets lodged into you. You know, it's, I, I edited a book. Unfortunately, the academic wasn't able to publish it called Perceptual Hypnosis about 10 years ago. He talked about that. He talked about how all of this is a form of hypnosis, and, uh, and, it, and it affects us at, a, at an unconscious level when we're not even aware of it. And we think that it's innocuous. We think that we sit around all day, we watch five hours of TV, and we're not muting the, the advertising. Uh, it adds up, you know, day after day, year after year, it adds up, and this... Uh, you know, this is another contribution to undermining your self-will, undermining your spiritual direction, undermining you becoming a whole human being and making choices yourself. You know, being able to choose what you will and will not do because uh, you're, you're, you're constantly being impelled by what this advertising and this perceptual hypnosis is asking you to do. John, that was something that um, a part of your book I was Reading a little bit, but I was trying to make sure I understood it. The flying beetle effect, exactly um, what was it? Because I was trying to grasp it a little bit, and I was like, I hope I'm not. Oh, okay, okay. And it's- I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, this is, uh, the, the, as I said, the second, the two-thirds of the book, the last two-thirds of the book is about uh, elevating our consciousness. And one of the... One of the techniques that I constantly refer back to, one of the series of techniques I, I constantly refer back to is uh, the great Swiss psychologist, uh, Carl Jung. Uh, and what, what he talks about in this particular track, the flying beetle effect, is, is what is called synchronicity. How things, very few things happen in our life that, that don't have a causal effect. We haven't caused at some level. I mean, you think about your Aunt Mary, and all of a sudden she calls you on the phone. Uh, synchronicity is, ca- is called an a-causal reaction, where something in your mind or something in your energy field or something in your subconscious draws things into your life. And so what happened, uh, this particular episode is, uh, this is back in the 1920s, uh, he is 
he's psychoanalyzing a, a patient who's strictly rationalist, a strict rationalist, and she can't, she can't, he can't get through her rationality to help her bring up a feeling response because this is the woman's problem. So what happens is she's telling him a dream about the, the night before. She's, re, she's telling her a dream about the night before where she dreamed about an Egyptian scarab, which is like a little beetle. And at that very moment, a flying beetle hit the window outside of Carl Jung's office where he was conducting his therapy. He reached out, grabbed the beetle, and presented it to her as her scarab. That's called synchronicity. And it was enough to jar her through, you know, draw her awake that, you know, things happen that aren't strictly rational. You know, things happen or are drawn into our lives. And what Carl Jung said, and what is verified by the religious concepts down through the ages, is he calls it what's called the objective psyche. He said, within us, and this is a scientist talking about this. This isn't a preacher talking about the soul. This is a scientist talking about the objective psyche. He said there's a part of us, and it was only after 50 years of his work that he really came around to this, and a lot of people couldn't follow him into it. There's a part of us that precipitates in our experience some of the things that we talk, we, 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 we encounter so that we can deal with the issues at that level and integrate that energy. So it's like our, you know, like the preachers tell us, God or our soul is constantly bringing things into our lives so that we can deal with the issues there and, and elevate our consciousness. Well, Carl Jung, a scientist, is saying the same thing. He say, and that's what synchronicity is about, that there's a part of us that will synchronistically bring things into our lives that we have to pay attention to because it's trying to tell us that we are imbalanced at that point. Now, what he, what he uses and what I use throughout the book is a principle he calls the compensatory, the compensatory factor, how our consciousness compensates to balance us off. And what he uses, the example he uses is, the example he uses is um, dreams. He, he interpreted 80,000 dreams during his career. And what he discovered is that very often the dream symbol is, a, is to compensate a, an unrealistic attitude that we might have. And the example I use in my book is let's say you have a breakup with a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you have an angry dispute and you go on your way and, uh, and you're demonizing them, da-da-da, and then you have a dream and in the dream they're walking across water like Jesus Christ. Well, they're not your savior. What this is trying to do is say your attitude towards this particular person is unbalanced. And what you need to do is to bring it back to a more balanced perspective. And, yeah, and, so, and so it compensates. And so what I'm saying, as you talked about the mini hooks, what I'm saying is that as you're going around in your life, very often uh, you'll attract even a billboard or uh, something on the um, on the bus that that compensates for an attitude that you might have. And the example I use in the book is: let's say you have uh, a negative attitude towards Social Security, and uh, and uh-huh. or, or or a positive attitude towards it. And then you you come to a bus, and that bus is advertising like senior employment uh, at Walmart. What it's trying to do is to make you reconsider what your attitude is. Not to say that either one is right, but that you need a more balanced attitude. And it's this idea of bringing everything to the center and balance and not being exaggerated on either fringe. That is what the Buddha talked about. You know, the, 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 medium, the medium center is where the wholeness lies. And this is where we can use things like comp- compensatory factors in our lives to, to bring us back to that center. And that's our... That's our soul. That's our God's center. That's that's where we're we need to be. I hope that wow. was clear, Derek. That was really deep. <laughs> it, it was, John. It was deep, though. It's it's amazing how when we really examine all this, how media induced consumer activation levels it affects our response to highly energetic commercials, as you were saying, and and it has been plenty of studies, including the Hulu feel experiment, the um the authors report that the consumers who are experiencing a deactivation deactivating emotion, they found it more difficult to watch highly energetic commercials compared with consumers who were not experiencing a deactivating emotion. So 
you know, I I do my little research on this, but it's a, it's amazing how our energy uh, responds to certain things. And I'm glad you explained that because I was like, wait a minute, the flying beetle, I, I really I got John on so I can understand more of it. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But, yep. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. No, John, I'm sorry. Chapter 13 really intrigued me the most. Everything mirrors everything. I felt as if it was speaking of, you know, when we have children, they mimic everything that we do like a sponge. They see everything that we do, no matter what we tell them. They do as we do. Exactly. And and, and that can be a positive influence or a negative influence. You know, um, yeah, everything mirrors everything. Because at, at 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 some level, this this reality is almost is almost like a living dream, and you know in dreams things mm-hmm. happen, uh, and and this reality is 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 everything is everything in a, is a reflection, like I said before, of our consciousness. Uh, so that's why it mirrors everything. And why synchronicity is such an incredible, incredible, forceful factor in one's life when you when you start to realize it, that things that happen into your life uh, are trying to mirror back to you uh, your imbalances. You know, trying to mirror back to you. People will, will people will walk up to you out of the blue and, and tell you something, and you and you you might dismiss it, but you have to, if you get to a point, you have to realize that nothing is happening inconsequentially, that everything that's happening in your life has a purpose, ha- is, there is a meaning behind this, and you don't need to get too mental about it, but you need to listen. You need to be careful. You need to be aware of what's happening because things are coming or mirroring you so that you can clear up your disharmony, so that you can clear up your imbalances, so that you can have a more realistic attitude about money, finances, relationships, career, and if you just watch and listen, uh, the example, an example I use in the book is uh, I did, I edited a book called The White House Doctor by Dr. Connie Mariano, who was a Filipino doctor who became Clinton's White House doctor back in the 1990s. And after she, after she left, uh, she was just trying, you know, after he, he left office and she went back to her regular practice, uh, she was trying to decide what she was going to do. And so, uh, she kept getting these things coming into her life. Uh, she's driving. She's driving down Washington. She's driving someplace in Washington near Reagan Airport, and she gets buzzed by uh, a, a Sun Air uh, plane from Phoenix. Uh, she goes to a restaurant, and the, and the waiter is talking about the Southwest and how he's from Phoenix, Arizona. And she keeps getting these references, and then she she open. And she's she's Christian. She's very Catholic. So she uh, she thinks this is this is no this is God speaking to her. And that's a, and what I'm talking about is just another version of the same thing. And so she's reading a journal that she doesn't um, she never reads. And she sees an ad for the Mayo Institute in Phoenix, Arizona. She gives him a call, and six months later she's working there. If you pay attention to what's happening in your life. The universe is constantly God, the universe, your unconscious, however you want to designate it. It's constantly working with you to bring you to a higher level of integration. Because as the Hindus say, the purpose of nature is for us to bring pure consciousness into the world. That's what we're here for. That's what human beings are here for, to bring pure consciousness within ourselves and within our community, within our world, into the world. And that's our purpose. And when we stop... Doing that purpose, when we stop doing that, there were no use to the universe, and we pass on and come back in another form, <laughs> or so I say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, um, maybe, um, I thought about yeah, so, you know, what, it say, what, what it was, I'm saying is that – I'm sorry, what did you say, dear? Oh, no, go ahead, John, what you were going to say. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying is that – that this is what you know. This is it's. It, I can give you the Hindu word for it, but it's the same thing. It's pure consciousness uh, is what we're here to elevate within ourselves and within our world. And I see this happening in people who pass away. I see this happening when they stop when they stop their their growth journey. 
We're here to grow. We're here to incorporate consciousness. We're here to overcome. Um, we're here to un- overcome our uh, our addictions. You know, I, I, want, I say something in the book. I say I think there's more spiritual work being done in 12-step programs than in many churches in the world because people are really dealing with their addictions. They're really dealing with the things that are bringing them down and preventing the God consciousness from coming into their being. So this is what we're here for. And I've seen this in people, relatives, friends who pass on. They come to a point where they stop growing. They come to a point where they stop putting that energy out into the world or working with themselves to create that. They become stagnant. And when you become stagnant, uh, the universe or the, you know, the cycle is you're no longer of use to it. You know, you're no longer bring, you're no longer fulfilling the purpose as a human being, which is to raise the consciousness of yourself and the world around you. And so you pass on. So, you know, a lot of people may not agree with that and get angry with that, but that's, that's my view of it. <laughs> well, hey, hey, and I love you. I definitely love your view. I think the question comes in mind, though, since we were talking about purpose, is if the universe is in motion with the purpose, then what is your purpose? What is your why? You have to know your why. And I even say that when I do my businesses. And when I start with a business, the first thing people want to know is what's your why? Why did you start with this? Um, and always on my affirmations about all the time, you know, the universe gives to the givers and it takes from the takers. Exactly. Yeah. To the to the uh, to those who have, much will be given, and to those who do not have, even what they have will be taken from them. That's a biblical quote. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but you did bring. Yeah. You, you did bring up something. Um, uh, let me see. I think I, I lost my train of thought here. So go ahead. Go ahead and ask me another question, dear. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry to. Um... I was just going to say, because, you know, there's so much energy created in us when there's something bigger than ourselves to serve. And I believe that anyone's talent when acting on can pack somewhere in a positive way. But I believe that a lot of people, they don't get themselves permission to be all that they can ask them to be. This is a challenge to some of them. Exactly. Exactly. And, and they don't because they've been so programmed by their condition and conditioned by their upbringing. Uh, to to act in, in in this automatic way, and and this is what we have to do first. We have to clear out that conditioning. We have to clear out uh, all those little hooks that are, are are keeping us locked into old patterns of thinking and old pat- emotional patterns. And again, recapitulation I feel is one very strong technique that people can use. But again, it's it's it's, it's hard work. It's something you have to do. I mean, you have to. Uh, you have to make a list of the people that you've offended or who've offended you. You have to do your life with them. You have to go over uh, and, and, recap- and relive those experiences and get those energy cords out. But the the result is uh, it really frees you, and it brings that energy back into your life. You know, you see, you, you know I, I'm 70 years old, and when I'm walking down the boardwalk, uh, I, I see people 20 years younger than me saying, whoa, you got a lot of energy. You're loose. I said, well, I've been doing yoga for 50 years, so that helps. But I've also done a thousand hours of recapitulation, and I've reclaimed that energy that has been stolen from me by these by these experiences I've had. And I had some difficult experiences, not as bad as some people, uh, but uh, I've had difficult experiences, and this is what brought me to this, and this is what I'm trying to share with people because I think it could really help them. You can, and you might have to definitely be open to this form of information. If it's closed, then it definitely won't work. I don't think it comes from, to me, whether you believe in God or you don't, but you have to have an open mindset to understand that energy is very powerful. I think it's powerful beyond any form of life whatsoever. Towards the end of, of course, your book talks about everything, the chakra clearing. I especially... I was I was amused by the last chapter, uh, particularly in the sleeping dragon's tail. <laughs> uh, Kundalini. Well, yeah, Kundalini. That's that is a whole other subject here. <laughs> Kundal, Kundalini energy. The Kundalini is uh, well. First of all, to understand Kundalini, you have to understand prana. Prana is the life force energy that circulates. And that's the that's the Hindu word for it. The 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 Chinese 
use chi, uh, and the Mongolians have another term for it. But they all have, they all come to that there is energy in the universe that comes through. And we get this energy from the sun. We get it from the things we eat. We get it from the water we drink. Uh, and, and this energy in this prana, it's called prana, is the life force energy that keeps us alive. And so I deal with, I have chapters in the book uh, where I show you how to increase your prana. You know, I show you the practices that, the breathing practices in particular, since you can, you, when you breathe in, you're breathing in pure prana. The air, the air that you breathe in is pure prana, and that's what energizes. But people are such poor breathers and such, they, you know, because of emotional things and whatever, people are such poor breathers that that's the prana. Now, as that prana builds up in the body, uh, that prana can uh, get activated uh, in the form of kundalini energy. <clears throat> now, uh, kundalini energy is the energy, is, is in one form, is the sexual energy. Uh, and it can, it, can, it can be used, and most people, 99% of the people, the population in the world use it uh, for sexual congress. But it's, the other aspect of it is an energy that if directed consciously up the spine, uh, it can clear out the different energy centers, what we call chakras, and eventually uh, the energy explodes in your head uh, and gives you this incredible oneness experience with God or consciousness or however, however you want to experience it. But uh, that that only happens uh, after you've cleared your trauma, uh, after you've um, increased the you've increased the prana in your system, uh, and I give you I give instructions. And I also talk about uh, that the Kundalini awakening. Uh, I talk about a lot of mental stuff in this and, and in our conversation about how you can do this and how you can do that. But the, other, the, the back side of that is devotional practice. Uh, none of this works unless you're devoted uh, to a higher principle, if you're devoted to your God or to whatever in whatever form that higher power takes. Uh, and the Kundalini is ruled by uh, the goddess. And only by the goddess's permission uh, are you allowed to experience that energy. Uh, and you might find this interesting, that uh, the ruler of the universe is Maha Kali in the Hindu, which is the black goddess. And uh, I've had experiences with her. Uh, I've had experiences with her coming to me and activating my kundalini energy. But that's a whole nother level, and that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> and, and, it is. That's going to be know, part. I've had that's people say. Part show, John. I'm sorry, what's that there? So that would be part two of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll come back and talk. We'll talk about that on part two. But uh, it's uh, it's definitely a uh, it's definitely a whole new world. Definitely a whole new world. Now I've had people uh, criticize the fact that uh, I'm dealing through most of the book with people who have you know uh, dysfunctional processes going on in them and helping them to clear it. And then at the end I say, well, once you've cleared it, you can uh, you can do this kundalini. You can do this. You can have these ex- extraordinary experiences. Well, you know, I, it's all one, and I wanted, to get, I, wanted to, I wanted to use a developmental path, and what I do is I use a developmental path in the book that reflects my own journey, and I've had these experiences toward, at the end of the book that I mentioned at the end of the book. So I'm, I'm presenting what is called a gestalt, uh, that somebody who starts off extremely impinged, as I was in my teens, can, through practice, develop themselves to a point that um, – they can have these extraordinary experiences as well. So, uh, again, present what's happened, and that's why I, I, I use a lot of personal uh, anecdotes in this because uh, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to be a sponsor to people and help them along this path. Well, with this book, and if they listen to this show, they're definitely going to get that. But they have, like I said, you got to have that mindset, and you definitely have to believe. John, can you tell us where, I took, where we could purchase your book at? Well, the book is uh, a guide to energetic healing uh, from uh, 
Healing Abuse and Trauma to Raising Consciousness by John Nelson. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, you can go to Amazon. Uh, you can go to my website, which is www.johnnelsonbookworks.com. It's advertised there, and there's a link to the book. Uh, it's it's distributed by Square One Books, Square One Distributors out of New York, and uh, so it, it it is available it is available to bookstores. But if you don't see it in a bookstore, you can ask for it, and they can they can easily get it. Um, but you might find that Amazon is the fastest way of uh, of acquiring the book, um, because uh, yeah, it's it's ready available. Uh, you don't have to wait three weeks for the publisher to send it to you, or three weeks for uh, a bookstore to, to acquire it for you. But uh, I, I hope that uh, uh, people um, will be energized enough to, uh, you know, I'm not trying to sell books, but I think there is some things in this book that can help people at, at a lot of different levels, and can help people who are really lost. I mean, the people in prisons. You know, I've sent, I've sent copies, free copies of the books to prison programs, because I think prisoners uh, uh, who are repentant can use this process to free themselves uh, of some of their horrendous histories. And, oh, and, and so, in fact, yes. yeah. That's great. I love the way you're giving back. Yes, they need to be empowered. You're already locked up like animals. that will give them something to actually do. And think about good job, John. I love I love that. Yes. They already have that mindset. That's negative energy already. You're locked behind bars all day. Yes. Uh, most definitely. I love the book. I think it's very it's a it's a very powerful book. Anyone needs to have it on their shelf. It's it's very it's engaging. And the words that are spoken in this book are are powerful to me. And I think it will work for anyone. You have to open up your mind, but before we leave, any of you, you know, oh, before we, before we leave, can I, can I share something with yes, you before yeah. we leave? Uh, you're you're you're, oh, you're yes. out of you're out of Atlanta, Georgia. You're, you're broadcasting out of Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, I am. Well, I have roots in Georgia. My grandfather, who I'm named after, went to Georgia Tech and graduated in 1904. <laughs> And I have family all I have family in Georgia from my father's side of the family. <laughs> what the odds of that? Fact, and I'm actually born this is my home. I'm actually born and raised in Atlanta. Yeah, well I you know, and Fort Bennings, Georgia, uh, is on my family's property. <laughs> uh my my family was, wow. was Swedish, my from my father's side and they were plantation owners and they sold their plantation. Uh I, I think that's the history, that's the family history. Um uh, and yeah, so I have deep roots in Georgia, and I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. That is so cool. I've been meaning to do that myself. I want to go the route then going to ancestry dot com and find out my family history because I meet a lot of people. I even met one guy. He appeared white, and he told me I have a black grandmother. He said I am biracial. I was like, hey, you know what? I don't doubt that because that has been going on for years, and it's amazing to hear it come out of someone's mouth about it, and I was like, wow. Um, but it's fanatic just to listen to people, how they have researched. One young lady on my job said she has Irish in her, and I'm like, it's so cool. I got to sit down and take out my time to this, because I, I want to know who I come from, who, if I had any, if I had any plantation owners and my family share croppers, you know, it's always good. I love history, but Anyhow, man, John, we're going to end up getting back together because we're going to come back with a part two on this because this is interesting. But before I leave any of you, you know I have to give you my tip of the day from my friend and also was a former guest on my show, Mary Ellen Siknovich. Um, And it's amazing because we talked about a little about this just a moment ago. You attract into your life what you believe to be true. In other words, you attract what you are. For example, if you want other people to respect you, then you must first respect yourself. A more powerful way of saying this truth is to substitute the word know for the word believe. You attract what you know to be true. When you want someone to love you, first seek that love within yourself. Today, ask yourself, what do you know about you? What do you know to be true about yourself? Enjoy the day, everyone. And, hey, get in tune with your energy, and don't let anyone knock your positive energy out the way. We'll be back the next time with John. We're going to schedule that again. 
and we're going to be back with a part to the show. Make sure you share with your friends and your family because I love that the most. So share the replay with everyone. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time on The Bright Side with Technicia. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.